Hello and welcome back to the Dome Radio Gamescast. As always, I'm your host Ryan and I'm joined today by my lovely cohort of co-hosts, Brett. You got me when I was drinking water on purpose. I know, 100%. Alex. I'm having a house party, Ryan. And Wyatt. Hi. <laughs> uh, for reference for people listening, I intentionally started with everyone that had water bottles up to their mouth. Yes. <laughs> the one time I don't have Much water. funnier. <laughs> Your water jar is nowhere to be seen today. I've been using a, a, a actual water bottle for the past couple months. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, well, we haven't been able to see it, so, you know. No proof. True. It's true. No proof until we see it. All right. This week, we got a Nintendo Direct happening. That means we're going to talk about the N- Nintendo Direct, because it's the only thing exciting that happened this week. Yeah. Really not Thank joking. God. You know what? That's that's better than more NFT announcements. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're doing the episode a little early because we got Super Bowls on Sunday, and that's a bad time to record when I'm in an apartment building. There's going to be lots of screaming, so yeah, let's not do that. All right. So without further ado, we're going to jump into the Nintendo Direct. We got a big list of everything that happened here, uh, with lots of notes, lots of things to go over, and lots of games that probably are better off not being on the Switch. And we'll get to those when we get to them. Yeah. Let's First. hop right on in. I thought you were gonna make a joke for a second. I was waiting for. Uh, I was. I was waiting. Nope. I, I was like more disappointed that you didn't have a bad. Yeah, I was. I, I've been set up. <laughs> All right. No, nope, just a little homage. So our our direct started off with Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes getting a reveal. It's the Muso game. It's back. I don't think this. Any strong opinions about this game from anyone? I wasn't a huge no. fan of the first one. So I like I like Fire Emblem. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of war, the Warriors games, but they seem kind of cool. I do think... So the interesting thing to bring up with this one, I think, is in the presentation trailer, they said set in the same universe as, which to me reads yeah. that this is a canon Fire Emblem thing and not... The, like yeah. the original Fire Emblem Warriors, or... Which is basically just fan fiction. Yeah, or uh, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, or the original Hyrule Warriors, where it's just kind of separate, right? It's just its own thing. This is actually probably going to just be taking characters from the one game, which is fine, because like, Fire Emblem Three Houses has a huge character roster. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. plenty of characters to pull from, from a Warriors game. So, yeah, I'm expecting this to be, hopefully, what we wanted out of Age of Calamity, which is just, like, more story set in the same thing and not like this side tangenty mm-hmm. sort of story that we ended up getting so I don't know I, I think this has the potential to be really interesting when it comes out it's also a Warriors game so that's What's gonna play as the Gateguard joke character 100% that's gonna be a hidden character <laughs> it's at least a skin for someone um, yeah I, I really enjoy a lot of the Warriors games I think Fire Emblem Warriors gameplay wise had some really cool ideas but also had the worst movesets in Fire Emblem in a fairly long time and some not so fun stuff with how progression was handled and whatnot. that just wasn't super interesting so I'm hoping they take some more stuff from like the Hyrule Warriors side of things into I Fire Emblem Warriors haven't seen the, the first is them. Um... 
does it look like it's more complex than the last time they tried to do it? We don't know. It's, it was From, a gameplay trailer, or like not a gameplay trailer, a um, cinematic yeah. trailer. Mm. So it's hard not... to tell also if this will run at a number of frames uh, higher than five. <laughs> yeah, I would uh, bet is... that it will because the original Fire Emblem Warriors ran pretty well, uh, comparatively Compared to, to I mean, Age of Calamity. Well, but you can, I mean, you can apply that same logic to like Hyrule Warriors, the original on Switch ran better, you know, so it's, it, we'll, we'll see. And I feel like a lot of that was like with um, Age of Calamity, they were definitely trying to combine like Breath of the Wild. Yeah, Age of Calamity, having played most of the, the Warriors games on the Switch, in fact, I say most of, I think I've played all of them on the Switch, at least in demo form, uh, Age of Calamity is by far the worst running of all of them. To a significant degree. Um, Fire Emblem Warriors and Samurai Warriors 5 have occasional dips, but they're not nearly as bad. Like Nothing that would make the game unplayable, right? Or probably even impact your enjoyment at all. Because it's just like, oh, maybe I do a special move and it'll like, drop a couple of frames when the wind-up animation is happening. It's calculating how much damage is about to be dealt out to the entire map. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those moments might have a bit of lag. But from what I can recall... Uh, Hyrule Warriors plays fine, the old Dynasty Warriors plays fine, Samurai Warriors 5 plays mostly fine, aside from, like, occasionally you'll do a special move that looks, doesn't look bad, but it has a, a weird, like, stutter to the frame rate. Um, so hopefully Fire Emblem Warriors runs fine. It doesn't, it doesn't look that impressive, <laughs> comparatively, so I think it'll be fine. If a game wants to run well on the Switch, it, it can't look visually impressive. I mean, not just... always true, <laughs> but just very rarely. <laughs> it looks yeah, and runs it well. needs to be like a first party game or something that knows what they're doing. But I think the reality is Nintendo is a lot more careful with their properties. And I have a feeling they don't want a repeat of Age of Calamity's frame rate. So, I hope so. that's right. where I would mostly <laughs> hedge my bets on what is going to be happening. What I do hope they take from Age of Calamity is is bringing in a lot more of like the Fire Emblem like gameplay elements into it and it's easier to do it yeah. with um with breath of the wild because you know that's a you know it's not breath. a turn-based game so the the mechanics can kind of work together a little bit more but i hope they do that with these like nintendo franchises going forward is that they take they, they utilize the franchise more in their gameplay mm -hmm. in some way yeah that was a benefit of uh age of calamity while the frame rate was pretty awful it was really cool that you could use the sheikah slate on every character and some characters would have like different move sets with the Sheikah Slate. So. And they kept a lot of the same like environmental interactions as well. Yeah. Um which is which is good. Maybe they didn't have quite the same like um purpose that they did, but it was still good to see that, I think. Yeah. So I, I'm hopeful. Uh I don't think we have a release date for this yet, but it's coming out everything that they've mentioned for the most part is coming out prior to like June. So a lot of these games are very coming very soon. A couple of them are further in the year, but that's stuff like Splatoon 3 is going to be further in the year that we know about that last year. We didn't see Zelda. I'm going to get that out of the way. If anybody's expecting to see Zelda, no Zelda here. Um, yeah. No Monster Hunter. People are not expecting Monster Hunter. Both of those games are too far off to be really shown here. Uh, so moving on, Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp. Looking good. Yeah, yeah, I, I, my, my one worry now, I didn't know they were going to have the commanders fully voiced. 
That's my one worry now. So I'm like, oh no. I love that <laughs> oh, you're no. the one to compa- campaigning for voice acting, and then you realize now they might we might get anime voiceover. <laughs> I, I, saw some, I saw it's... some. I, I saw some very caricatured people that look like obviously German and Russian Russian soldiers. So I'm a little more than worried because they didn't show the voiceover for the, those two people. <laughs> yeah, that's a potential minefield pretty pretty funny (laughs) just it's it's one of those this is is one of the few moments where where i understand when people don't want voice acting because i just yeah i have this specific character in my head of all these people now like i have my own voice for them and everything because i'm so familiar with them so i i I get it i understand (laughs) the the big buff guy ends up having the voices hey how's it going it's it's a newer game. You'll probably be able to turn the voices off like you could, thankfully, in Octopath. So you didn't and and who knows? And who knows? I uh, I do champion voice acting and everything, so I might just end up liking it regardless. Yeah, who knows? We'll see. But I will say the animation for the commanders is amazing. It looks they look amazing. I oh yeah. Uh, and I don't I Excellent don't understand. Oh, there's a lot of pushback on this art style. That I just don't understand because I think like outside of the commanders, like I think the the 3D, like the actual gameplay, also looks really good. <laughs> like there's a lot of people standpoint. like complaining that the game looks like a mobile game. I think they're just no conflating the art style because I I kind of get the proportions of some of the things do look like you could see them as like a Clash of Clans advertisement or something, but. I don't know. I, I that argument to me doesn't hold a lot of water because it looks it's very cohesive. The entire game looks very much yeah. like a toy box, you know? Like yeah, a, it's and, kid style. And I feel like too, like the 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 thing that, that separates it is that you could make the same argument for like Link's Awakening on yeah. Switch, right? But they use two things that separates it from like a mobile art style, which is depth of field and really, really good lighting. That, those are the yeah. two things, in my opinion, that kind of differentiate those two art styles, and they they use that here really well. So, so you you were talking, you you mentioned gameplay briefly, as, and the uh, the the vibe that I got from it was sort of like the the Fire Emblem type tactics turn based mm-hmm. things. What, as someone who plays Fire Emblem, would would get me to to play Advance Wars because I haven't so far because right Advanced now Wars I feel like it's is almost a, like a you like Fire Emblem Heroes right yeah Fire Emblem Heroes I think is very Advance Wars inspired in that it's Advance Wars yeah. is almost like presenting you with a little level that is a puzzle for you to solve with the units that you bring in so you have this like little puzzle level that you need to maneuver in the same way that you maneuver someone in Fire Emblem around like f- mechanically at the base level they are somewhat similar. In terms of like how you maneuver your units and whatnot, and how you have to think tactically about what's going on, uh, and it's a lot of melee attacks, a lot of unit versus unit, rock paper scissors type mechanics. It's a lot of so, clicking units into the right yeah. uh, places, and the biggest thing too is that you know, I mean, there are levels, there are like campaign levels where you have a set amount of units, but there's a lot of levels where you can capture bases that'll then produce units for you. So it's it's almost like not... an RTS, like Age of Empires style, recruiting units and adding them mid mission, which is very fun. Yeah, yeah. it's it's there's a lot more like disposable units because <laughs> um, you're not and there's no like special like 
characters on the field. The characters are like the commanders and, and how they can influence your units, but that's about it. They yeah. don't like play a role on the battlefield or anything. And I'll add that if you're interested in knowing vaguely what Advance Wars plays like, uh, I believe Wargroove is still on Game yes. Pass and plays very similarly. Looks very similar to the original. Advance story. Wars. It's a fantasy game, so it's a different setting, but functionally they're very inspired by it. Right. It may not be on PC Game Pass anymore, but uh, definitely a game to check out if you find mm -hmm. you're interested in it. All right. Anything else about Advance Wars? Nah, all right, moving I mean, I on. Lot, but we're going to move on. <laughs> oh, we'll talk about Advance Wars when it releases, too, because I'm yeah, sure yeah, both yeah. of us are very interested in that game. Uh, no Man's Sky. We got a No Man's Sky trailer for the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. And to be clear, this is not a cloud version. This is a full At least from version. what we know now, and if you look at that trailer, it looks like it's running on the Switch, right? Yeah. 100% looks like it's a Switch game. So... I, it's probably not cloud. <laughs> Something changes. It's well, it also say like no man's cloud, cloud, cloud version. Yeah. <laughs> oh god! That little lithium liquid battery in the back. Poof. To be clear, no man's sky <laughs> See, doesn't you run. You hole through your switch when you're. No done. man's sky <laughs> doesn't run super well on computers. No. Yeah. It's yeah. a. It, it's a good game if you're into that like exploration aspect, which I I definitely am. But, uh, yeah, it doesn't run great for the most part. It's gotten better. It has gotten better. Species. Still not amazing. It's not great. It's Discover not great. new species and new worlds. Hallucinate them in real time with the fumes coming out of your console. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the melting plastic of your Switch. Yep. <laughs> I can definitely see that being the case. <clears throat> yep. You probably already know if you're the kind of person that's going to want to play No Man's Sky. I think the game is yeah. well known enough. Kind of a weird Switch game because that's an that's an always online game, isn't it? No, is it? Not, it's not. I don't think. No, yeah, because it's always been single player. Like you, you just can't do. I think you can't upload your like saved creations Ugh. and whatnot. Okay. Or like discoveries if you're not online, but I don't believe it's locked to always online. I could be wrong, but I don't believe that's the well, case. At the very least, that yeah. battery, even if it's a brand new. Nintendo Switch battery. Oh, yeah. It's not going to last very long. <laughs> you, so you, you just can't show with your friends that you named a planet Poopy McFart Bill. You, well, you can when you wow. get home. <laughs> you it's connect true. to the Wi-Fi. <laughs> uh, all right. Moving past No Man's Sky. Nintendo's bringing some deep cuts back. Mario Strikers yeah. is coming back yeah. with Mario Strikers Battle League. Edgy Mario is back. Yeah, I remember. Mario. I remember going to my friend's house to play this on his to play this oh, on yeah. his Wii all the time. That was a lot of fun. Yep. Striker is really good game. Um, I thought I didn't have it on my GameCube, and then I went and checked, and I do. So I definitely <laughs> played a lot of this game <laughs> when I was a kid. <laughs> I was very convinced I hadn't, and then went and looked and was like, "Oh, yeah, I have this." Uh, so yeah, it, I remember it being very fun, but not. I'm not the kind of person that has the, the standout Mario Strikers nostalgia that a lot of people seem to have. So, yeah. I think we'll see when it comes out if it's going to follow the footsteps of like Tennis Aces and be, you know, notable for like a week and then everyone kind of forgets about it because it didn't have that yeah. much content or something. So, 
I'm hoping it has a lot of content because I can't imagine how fun it would be to do like a tournament mode in this where you can have AI tournaments and whatnot. That'd be a lot of fun. So yeah. I'm hoping we get some good modes because I think that's often where Nintendo's recent sports games are failing is they have a lack of replayable stuff. Yeah, so, I, I'd like it a lot more if I liked soccer slash football games in general. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's fair. I mean, it doesn't... From what I recall, these games don't play like traditional sports games. They play oh, yeah, like, like yeah. very over-the-top... Um, not Rocket League style, but over-the-top soccer that's a lot easier to understand because there's only like five to ten people on the field at once and not mm-hmm. a full team. So I, it's, it's I mean, if I like want a party game in that regard, if if I want a sports game, oh wait, that that's a segue for a game we're covering later. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. <laughs> this, this is three. One those... Oh, you got more to say, bro? <laughs> I was gonna say. You got more to say? Uh, I was gonna say because o- overall, I mean, you're you're gonna see some some excited reactions from all of us. This is one of those things where all the people I was watching was absolutely popped off for Mario Strikers, and I was just mm-hmm. like, man, I I this is something that I saw at a bunch of my friends' house when I was a kid, and I never played it. But all these people are going crazy, so I'm I'm happy. I'm happy yeah. for everybody who's really excited because there's a lot of people that are going absolutely insane for this. Yeah, I think it's the concern is not with Mario Strikers; it's with Nintendo's track record recently yeah. in terms of like the Mario B games has not been amazing. Mario Party Superstars has brought it back up a bit, so we'll see if Strikers Was follows. Mario the Golf any good? Yeah, it's good. It's it just, was okay. Mario Golf got really good like two months after it came out. Which is like past the popularity window of the first yeah. week that it existed. Because there are like four extra giant courses in the game now and tons of stuff. Yeah. But in the original release, it felt very bare bones in terms of like there were like five courses or something. And you didn't have a lot to do once you beat the campaign. So I think now it's a lot better. But then the old Mario Party um, that came out on the Switch, I forget the name of it, Super Mario Party. Got no support post-launch, so <laughs> I think it's going to heavily depend on what the next couple yeah. of months look like for Mario Strikers after it comes out. Speaking of the, the, the B games, is Super Mario Maker 2 still getting supported? Yes, in terms of online stuff, but I don't, I don't believe they're adding more content, but they did for a while. So that, that game too. got like a <laughs> solid year of post-launch support. <clears throat> yeah, the community's got, got their back on that one. <laughs> yeah. You're never going to run out of levels to play with that game, so... Oh, God, no. Yep. Splatoon 3, Salmon Run, we got to see it. The co-op horde mode is back. Whoa. The music in that trailer and the enemy design <laughs> and lighting in general had me so unnerved throughout that entire presentation. Yeah, the music it was incredible. It was, it was legitimately unnerving. I mean, it definitely looks like Splatoon. I don't, you know... Mm-hmm. It doesn't really. It doesn't seem like it's doing a whole lot. That's like adding to the uh, the formula at all. Maybe they don't need to. I but. mean, Salmon Run was good to begin with, but but Brett, yeah. you want to take this? So I for for a while I, I I lived with a friend who was absolutely obsessed for with Splatoon. She was going through a Splatoon phase, and I I had to hear all the time that Salmon Run was not a game mode that is around all the time. We talk about. Like I feel like every other episode, how like why why doesn't why doesn't this Halo game have infection always? Why doesn't Battlefield have rush always? These are like they're they're fun wackier game modes and they're not like 
they what they originally released with with the first game or whatever but these have become staple modes that people really like this one got a, a dedicated trailer for the <laughs> mode and that's it so if this mode isn't something that's always around and I have to hear about it, I'm going to go insane because I can't handle <laughs> it anymore. So they better just have it be around all the time because clearly it's good enough that it should be. I mean, they're adding all this new yeah. stuff to it too with all these different enemies and like the, the ball throwing mechanic, which looked cool. All any, any game that used to be just hold ball when you add throw ball to it, that's just like instantly better more fun. It's yeah. yeah. Um, it was some of the more like fun events in Destiny's when you had to like pick up a thing and throw it at another yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So hopefully it's it's permanent. I know a lot of people would really appreciate that, and they would just probably play that all the time. And I can't so. imagine Splatoon has a small enough population they need to worry about yeah. mode permanency and like the limit the five modes that they have rotating them in and out just seems excessive. <laughs> Anything else about Splatoon? Music was great. The aesthetic, as always, super weird. I want to put that out there. This is like a military post-apocalypse yeah. Splatoon. Edgy um, Splatoon. <laughs> it is a look. Edge tune. Edge There's going to be a lot of fan art for this game. That's going to be very <laughs> oh, interesting. Boy. Absolutely. I'm, I'm curious where the aesthetic is. interesting is a way to describe. I I I don't want to hear anything about fan art. They're children. <laughs> <laughs> I, There's a lot of very good Splatoon fan art. Okay? There, there is there actually there is. very good I am, Splatoon fan My art. concerns, I think Splatoon 3 is going to go through a phase of like war-torn environment fan art of just like these children being put be... in horrendous situations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of them has their leg blown off and it's being tourniqueted. Imagine someone I, just I, drawing I, a, an octoling loading a howitzer. <laughs> It's, yeah, I, I want to see like like a like like a squid like Iwo Jima where they're just trying to hold up the flag together like the classic picture. Oh, no. like the kids, like the kids Bop version of the Hurt Locker or something. Oh man, there, it's all gonna oh, happen. Okay. Oh wow, please. <laughs> yep. All right, <laughs> moving on from Splatoon, Brett. Mech games are back. Front it's Mission time. 1 and 2 are getting remakes. I, I have never, because I'm not a strategy RPG person. But now that has changed to I'm not a strategy RPG person yet. <laughs> because oh. now, because I've, 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 I've known that these games existed, because there's, there's a Front Mission game on Steam that's not very good. But it's, you know, it, it, every so often Square Enix will, will put out another Front Mission game. And more and more recently, they've tried to like become armored core where they're like action RPGs and you have all the different parts that you could put on and stuff. And they're, they're, they're more active and it, it really feels like they're just kind of aping off the, the armored core variety of game instead of staying in the strategy version that people really liked from the old games. And now those old games, these two, which we never got, Aside from, I think one of them maybe has like a fan translation or something. I, I uh, think both have fan translations, but they are PS1 games. So, yeah. It, it's a ways um, back that you have to go to play them. Exactly, yeah. Uh, and even then, the, the only other one that was like that that we did get was three, and that is a very expensive game to get on the PS1. Um, but yeah, now, now you will be able to play them again. And they, I think they only showed a cinematic and like some gameplay. We didn't really get all that much gameplay but it looked like visually yeah we got nice. some camera angles we saw a little bit of moving around and a few mm -hmm. 
Like we saw like one or two maps with units on them, and it looked good. Uh, yeah, I think is the overall feeling here. It looked like a proper remake. I do think there was some like stiffness when you were aiming a shot and taking it. There wasn't a, a like really good amount of recoil on the gun, is what it looked like. Yeah, but that's so, totally something that might change before release. Uh, it's a very minor issue. So I'm excited to see where this goes. Uh, from Missionary Games, I haven't gotten to play, but I love strategy games. I play all the, the Gundam strategy RPGs that come out are very fun, so I'm hoping this is a nice, like, s separate entity to play that isn't super deformed units. Yeah. Cause... And also, you know, a couple other things that they should have gotten announced after the fact that they are not Switch exclusive. Oh, yeah. I don't see... Th this does not have a reason to be Switch exclusive. It just doesn't. There's Unless, no like, Nintendo is funding the remakes, yeah, which I don't think is the case with Square Enix, right? It's because the, the spoilers doesn't look like they're funding the other ones. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I could see this maybe being a case of, like, a three-month or six-month exclusivity yeah, yeah. period, sort of like Octopath, which eventually mm -hmm. came out on PC. So I highly doubt these are locked to the Switch forever. Which I, I hope is the case, because I would like to play them. All right, moving on. Disney's going into the kart racer Why? game here. Oh, boy. The Disney Speedstorm. Spoiler for Why? later in the presentation, but Mario Kart was also in this presentation. Yeah. Why? I feel like this because is just going to be Disney worse Mario Kart. Mario Kart in every way. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Looks like, and it's, they, it, they, they're talking about, oh, it's a free-to-play game with a subscription where they add more characters and carts. And no. things with no abilities. Which... I don't like that. No, I really don't Not like that. Wow, well, for your first kart uh, racing money grab, that's a uh, bad choice. <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder if this this could be good, right? Because there's a couple of kart races that are actually pretty good. The Crash Bandicoot kart racing game is legitimately a good, not really contender to. Mario Kart, because it's, it's a different kind of racing game. It's a little bit more hardcore in how the physics are handled and how your drifting is done, everything. So it's more aged up. But I think this is... Speedstorm, to me, sounds like it is definitely going to be competing with Mario Kart for its main yes. audience. Yeah. So I really wonder like, if this is going to get a following on the Switch. It might just be a case of... They're not being people to, like, fill it, right? Mm -hmm. I, I think it's going to be a tough time to play this. Because you got you got Chocobo Racing coming out eventually soon too, which is that's that's already another that that's filling the gap already. I, I feel like for a lot of I mean, yeah. you have Kingdom Hearts, so there's that mm. immediate intertwining of the Disney and Final Fantasy like fan base in that regard. I mean, like a lot of people that would be interested in a Disney kart racer are probably more interested already in the Chocobo racing game because that was announced months ago. So I think the real audience for this game is going to be children who are yeah. interested in Disney properties and parents need a free game to load them up with. I'm concerned what the microtransactions are going to look like for this because I'm sure it's going to be bad. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see if this is good when it comes out. But yeah, it's just not... Not very enticing at this moment compared to the other offerings on the console. All right. 
moving on, Star Wars The Force Unleashed is getting a port to the Switch. Now, important yes. note here, this is the Wii and PS2 version. Yes. Not the Xbox 360 and PS3 version that probably most people played. Um, mm -hmm. And it's important to note, they are completely different games. Yeah. Oh? It's crazy. What, Very what's different. The, like, graphics-wise or gameplay-wise? Both. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, like whole oh. different levels, boss fights, set pieces. Oh, what? It's, it's crazy. It's, it's just like... Why is and there it's, such it's, a big difference? It's because um, this was in the era of games, but this was a really common up until like 2010, where studios would sometimes make three different versions of a game, or publishers wow. would make three different versions of a game by hiring three different studios to do for different consoles. So someone would do the most powerful consoles, would be whatever the like tech-sided studio would be. And then you also had a studio that is familiar with like the Wii, would do the Wii port, and then you'd also have have like a portable port for the PSP or the uh, DS. Yes. <laughs> so those three were like the big category. Uh, this port specifically was on the Wii, the PS2, and the PSP. So mm -hmm. it's the same for all three of them. It plays differently than the main game, but is a lot more like a Devil May Cry light, where it's an action combo-based game and not the like physics sandbox that yeah. regular force unleashed is so it's, it's just an interesting weird. difference um what's what's important to note here is that it's not the pc version which is by far the worst version well the pc version <laughs> is just a bad port of the xbox 360 yeah. version <laughs> that's that's what i'm saying it's bad bad ba don't play it <laughs> it's very bad <laughs> yeah i i think this is gonna be fun um i'm Hoping it's not sixty dollars. It better not be because that's it's, a it's, weird asking price for me. But it, it's emphasis that this is this is a port, and that's it. It's not like remastered graphics. It's it is not remastered a graphics anyway. It doesn't look like it. It, really it is doesn't. remastered, <laughs> not to a huge degree, but it is remastered. It's yeah, because it's certainly still. I, it, it looks because I, I played this pretty recently on uh, the Xbox One when a bunch of. Uh, like EA play things got added to Game Pass because uh, it hadn't played it since a kid with the the, the Wii version and it, it it just comparing the Switch version to how the Xbox One makes the 360 version look yeah it I, I it's really hard to tell the difference because I I can't um it's 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 a pretty okay game though I know the characters and just like some of the things that happen are pretty like iconic as far as you know, I guess it's alternate universe now, Star Wars goes, so maybe this will get... I, I think the main difference with the Wii and PSP version is that it's way less QTE-heavy for a lot of the yeah. boss fights, and is more of a proper, like, action boss fight. So, mm -hmm. I'm interested in playing this. Uh, I've heard the levels are less intricate, and they're more along the Devil May Cry line of you're going A to B in an interesting yeah. way, rather than you having a bunch of offshoot paths to explore. And it doesn't have the like freeform force stuff that was in the 360 version because it's not a game that has the that had the physics capabilities to do all the impressive physics engine stuff. So, I think it's it's also like commonly considered like one of the last really good Star Wars games before we had that EA drought. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it so it has Even a bit of one a... of the last like okay Star Wars games <laughs> for a very yeah. long time. Yeah. Uh, We'll see where, what this is like when it releases. Looking forward to trying it out.
Alright. On to something I'm not looking forward to trying out. Assassin's Creed Ezio Collection. <laughs> Looks really bad on the Real Switch. Real rough. And we're not I talking have... about the games themselves. Like, oh, Ezio games are incredible. For the incredible. most part. For yeah, the most they're... part. Are you just talking about the graphics or the gameplay? Oh, the graphics. Oh, the graphics. Oh my god, yeah. they're terrible. The only thing I have in my poo -poo -poo notes garbage. for this is mobile port looking ass because I was, my <laughs> god. I, I thought it looked I was gonna say I thought it looked pretty good for a mobile port. It's a, yeah, for, for a, dude for being on an iPhone? Wow, that looks great. Finally, an Assassin's Creed game on the iPhone. <laughs> we get a, can we get a can we get a Brett oh. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> Yeah, I I wanna Thanks. reiterate these games are fantastic, but this does not look like a good way to replay them. Um, no. To begin with, I think the Ezio collection has never been super well regarded in terms of like a remaster of anything. I think a lot of the changes they made weren't super well received, and the games don't run particularly amazingly, even on regular consoles that aren't the Switch. So it looks bad. Uh, I've played a lot of Assassin's Creed Black Flag on my Switch, and it's very good. So I think if you want to play an Assassin's Creed game on your Switch... Go, buck, go for Black Flag, because that game runs very well on the Switch. You have all the open also, world stuff. It's also just one of the best Assassin's Creed games in general. It, so. isn't, it is not an Assassin game. That's the important note with that game. It's, yeah, it's yeah. a pirate game. A really good pirate game. <laughs> uh, I think for people that want to replay the Ezio Saga, get it on PC, get it on PS4, PS5, Xbox One, you know... Somewhere that has the capability of running it at a solid frame rate, because this definitely looked like it wasn't. Now, there is some time left till this comes out, so that could change. Uh, Ubisoft's track record with doing that <laughs> is not amazing. So, I would say I this is a wait very for politely. review. Definitely a wait for review kind of situation. Mm, yeah. Brett, mech games are back. Again? Mech games back are again. back. <laughs> But small. But this time they're super deformed. Squished. So SD Gundam Battle Alliance. This is a Gundam action online thing. Uh, I don't think we have a ton of details about what the actual structure of this is, but it seems to no. be kind of an equivalent to Battle Operation, but with super deformed and for the Switch. So yeah, Looks I don't so even know good. if it's if it's. PvP. It looked to me like it was just PvE, but I, I could just be. There is some PvE stuff. Uh, I think they they said something about three on three PvP, but I could oh, be conflating oh. that with. Um... Okay, it does have a story. It has a story, but you lead there a three-unit squadron across Gundam yeah. history. So that's where I was getting I, the three-unit. That sounds. From. That sounds cute. I I because <laughs> usually I'm like, I I mean I, Ryan Ryan is too. We're pretty averse to sd things because i think sometimes the aesthetic just goes a little too far i don't know i i you have war stories about children learning what it's like to watch like their whole families just yeah disintegrate and you're making them cute and that's really kind of weird um but you know if you're if you're going through gundam history it looks like they have a bunch of the different spin-off ones in there too uh oh yeah and they got I, a bunch I'm personally more, uh, I mean, I mentioned before I'm not a big strategy game guy, so I'm personally more into this action-esque gameplay than uh, the other SD game that, that's on, like, Steam now or something. Yeah, I'm just very hoping it's not a free-to-play game, because there is, yeah. like, a small part of me that goes, this could be free-to-play, 
and I don't think anything is confirmed not. it isn't. So yeah. I'm hoping it's not. I don't think it is, but I think with the aesthetic, some executives might have been like, oh, this could be a good free-to-play game. Yeah. Uh, an important note, I'm, yeah, not PvP. You, you have a three-player online team to take okay. on cooperative missions is the that online sounds fun. multiplayer. I'm just not that big on actually building super deformed. It's, yeah, they're not fun kits either yeah. <laughs> from, from a real-life standpoint. And also, this is this is one of the things that is confirmed to come out on literally, like, everything that can play a game on that isn't, like, the Ouya. I want to play this um, at 100,000 <laughs> frames on the PS5. It's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I hope, uh, on the flip side, though, I hope it's also not full price because just, just them being super deformed alone makes my brain be like, yeah. oh, this is... They, they could have made them like full size, especially because we normal. have Gundam Breaker. Yes. that exists and is an action RPG that's really good. Yeah, with full size Gundams. You know, you know this. Wait just for that Ouya port. We, you know Wait this just means that we, we we need to we need to get the Transformers IP so we can make them yep. make that game. Yes, we got to do the next Transformers ourselves. Mm-hmm. All right, I am, I am waiting for that Soldier Game handheld port though. Yeah. <laughs> where, 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 where is it at? What's going on? <laughs> Moving on, we got Chrono Cross Radical Dreamers Edition. It happened. Yes. We're Radical Dreamers, bro. <laughs> so Chrono Cross, good. <laughs> fairly legendary uh, JRPG series that haven't hasn't really had modern versions that are playable and not on phones. So. I'm excited to see this. Uh, Radical Dreamers, to my knowledge, I have no clue what this came out on originally, uh, but I believe it was not something that you could access in the West. No. The song yeah. that was playing in the trailer? No, Radical Dreamers Banger. is like a side thing. Yeah, it's it's a it's a text adventure uh, that came out before Chrono Cross did because they didn't know that they were going to make Chrono Cross yet. Um, and yes, Alex, the music is at uh, people like the game is controversial because it's pretty like complicated and in, in like actual gameplay regard. So a lot of people don't like it compared to uh, Chrono Trigger. I'm a I'm a Chrono easy. Trigger boy. It's yeah. Um, but like the music is by the same guy as as Chrono Trigger. And it's it's like it's up there with near for me with like best OST because some of those songs to to hear them like remastered which some of them are being I'm pretty sure if not all of them Ooh. at least like like just original audio but made clearer because Full not on the PS1. I don't know I hope some of them are because my God that is going to do it's clear so some of the justice. textures at least were remastered because the original game yes. does not look nearly this good right yeah the backgrounds um, look really nice they look way better so, so at least some version of remastering is happening here uh, I also want to point out I think the central like plot of this game to my limited knowledge uh, they they sold the whole two worlds thing of you have the yeah. two parallel worlds. And I remember uh, watching a video that was about like the music of Chrono Cross, not the story or anything. And they mentioned that in a lot of locations, the music is just like representing different types of character arcs, depending on what yeah. v- world you're in. And I think it's just very interesting. Uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to get, being able to play this, especially because the Switch is such a great JRPG console. Mm-hmm. And this is also coming out on other things. You can pre-order yeah. it on Steam now, which is this is one of the square things that I was like front mission they like to announce stuff at nintendo directs they do a couple and then like three days later they'll post it on twitter and it'll be like why yeah okay all right kirby in the forgotten land 
specifically mouthful mode. The mouthful mode trailer. This game's looking real good. I, I love. I'm pretty excited. My favorite shot. My my favorite shot of the entire trailer is the very end where he's driving off into the sunset in the mouthful mode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love the tire thing. The mouthful mode, like where you have the tire around. And he's just blasting that it is his throat. The tire is just around his entire mouth, and he's just yeah. shooting out his throat and moving somehow. I don't know. I think it's this is such a ridiculous, almost like body horror thing to put in Kirby. Yeah. I love it. Vending machines shooting the soda bullets. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of those oh, things that they was, did because you look at him wrapped around the car, and you wonder like, does that? Kirby, does that hurt? Are you okay? <laughs> do, do you want some like, aspirin? Do you want some aspirin or something for that? <laughs> it's like it's like it happens and you just hear something rip and it's like, oh god. I feel I feel like if Kirby would follow a human in the car and they were trying to get out, it would look like someone who was trapped in a trash bag with the deformation on Kirby. <laughs> yeah, super weird looking. Love it. This game looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, probably still going to be playing Elden Ring when it comes out. So <laughs> wait, <laughs> it'll be there when you're done. Play it, but... Yeah, wait, this comes out soon, right? When is this? Yeah, this is like March, early March, I believe. This wow. So, so I'll probably still be playing Horizon, but you know, when I'm done with yeah. Horizon, I'll probably get around to it. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good backup. It's a good. Backup. Yeah, yeah. I just love that this game exists. I'm I'm very happy to see a 3D Kirby game. That looks to be very good, and I think uh, we also learned a little bit more about the structure of it's probably not open world. It looks like it's going to be 3D Mario 3D type levels where you felt, are going around and doing it, some platforming. Looked, yeah, it looked very Odyssey to me with like the way a lot yeah. of the different um, like um, you know different creatures or the different like environmental stuff is used for puzzles and stuff. It felt a lot like that to me. For sure, right. you can swallow a hang glider too. And mm -hmm. I, and I had to ask because Ryan and I were watching this. I had to ask was was upgrading your different like abilities, your different Kirby abilities. It's been a in a couple in the other Kirby games? games, okay. But I think it's usually contextualized in different ways. So. Yeah, this is different. Because here it's just a full on shop where you can like. Well, here you you're building upgrade. a town. That's the which is cool. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I'm a huge fan of town building, so give it to me. It feels like it feels like one of those things where it's like, okay, this this old Kirby formula isn't working. We gotta. Well, you know, it also looks like in the town there was a coliseum out. type building, which I'm interested to see. What what would Kirby be doing in a coliseum? Hundred percent. Swallowing cars. He can do anything. It doesn't <laughs> he can do matter. Whatever he wants. <laughs> <laughs> this town being under his control. I would are be you, horrified to be a citizen. Are you, going to tell, are you going to tell Kirby no? It's you know what fear. happens when, to people who tell Kirby no? You must say yes to our benevolent overlord, Kirby. <laughs> All right. Moving past Kirby, we'll talk more about this when it comes out. Uh, MLB The oh. Show is maybe the worst looking thing I've seen on the Switch in a long time. I had to I had to walk away and wash my eyeballs after seeing that. <laughs> Okay, I and I were watching this together, and I, I think for there was like a solid second or two where we just didn't believe what we were seeing. <laughs> there was so much about it I hated. The graphics, the the uh, the the voiceover didn't feel like it fit or like it was. Mm. Two Japanese baseball also, players came out and looked very disappointed the entire time. And then the, and then this is, and then I just have bad 
memories of, of people who work at MLB the show. <laughs> yeah, there was a, there was a moment where I was like, "Wow, this looks really bad. This must be some like older baseball game." And then they're gonna do the wipe and show these are the new no. remastered graphics or something. And then I was like, oh. "No." I have oh. I have written down for this. If you were my friend and you bought this game, <laughs> you would no longer be my friend. I will say. I, I think, Brad. At some time, I want to look at the notes you write. <laughs> you can you see can, them. They're on have the sheet for everyone else. Why? I make them I, funny for a reason. I, I I love the one where it's like I have no money. I will buy this game. <laughs> I yeah, that's what I put for Guntum. <laughs> I couldn't find it after you said where it was. I couldn't find it. So <laughs> should it be a? Uh, it's in the links chat. The links, links chat. All the links. Yeah, it's the most recent one. The one chat that I didn't look. <laughs> All that right. I didn't look at. All right, production people, get your stuff together. Okay, MLB The Show looks real rough. Um, yes. I will say the one saving grace of this, it is cross-play with the other versions of the game on other consoles. So if you're a huge baseball fan who doesn't own any consoles, doesn't have a home, uh, constantly lives on a train, and just really wants to play MLB The Show in the subway... Sure. It'll be the show on other consoles. What was that, Alex? No. People are playing MLB the show on other consoles. Dude, I have uh, MLB the show 21 came bundled with my PS5. I have I have All not right. even unwrapped it from the plastic. Have <laughs> you played it? <laughs> it was just I got that and Hitman with it. I was like, you know what? I'll play one of these. Nice. So good enough. Um. All right. Moving on. Kingdom Hearts on the Switch. We already knew about this. Why is it a cloud version? Why is it all three of the games? You can't play all three of the games and understand the story. You have to play all of them and you still don't get no, it. No, it is everything. No, it's just, the, it's just the numbered three games, isn't it? No, it's it? not. It's like it's everything for the most part. Oh. Uh, there might be one or two things that aren't playable, but I, the confusing thing is it's the 1.5 and 2.5 remix. But the 1.5 and 2.5 remixes include versions of some of the other games. So it gets yeah. even more confusing. All of which are canon. All, all of which are canon and very important. I, I have watched people play all, all of the 1, 2, and 3 games. But the only games that I have played myself are 358 over 2, Recoded, and Dream Drop Distance. That is a I'm, weird And I feel collection. like I understand about the same amount of the story. What I will say, I mean, if you want to play a Kingdom Hearts game, you can generally play Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 and be fine. And just treat that as the end. <laughs> yeah. I mean, does that have, like, a conclusive... Yeah, it has though? an arc. It, it just... <laughs> The main thing is, like, Kingdom Hearts, it's a kid's franchise, right? So it's not going to end in, like, a super dramatic way. Because they want to milk it for money. So mm -hmm. I was going to say a joke, but I legitimately don't know if it's a spoiler or not. Oh <laughs> so I won't. Kingdom Hearts, a lot of things that you think are spoilers are not spoilers, and a lot of things you don't think are spoilers are. So <laughs> like, like, I'm, I'm just imagining like, like someone in the writer's room for these games just farting. Oh, now, now that's canon. It's fine. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> all Nomura. Nomura is the only one in the writer's room. <laughs> it's just yeah. I, I think you the Kingdom Hearts games... Unchecked. The Kingdom Hearts games can be super fun, and Kingdom Hearts 2 is one of the yes. best like PS2 action RPG things that there is. Action JRPGs is not really an action RPG, but play them somewhere else, please. 
Yeah. Uh, not even the fact that they're cloud-based is awful. They're way more expensive on the Switch than they are anywhere else. You can get them far cheaper on PC, on PS4, PS5. So, yeah, you have a lot of options to play the series. The Switch is the worst one. It's really a shame that the PS2 games aren't on the Switch natively and not cloud-based. They just kind of got lazy. I was also reading reports yeah. this morning that people who did buy it on the Switch currently cannot play it. For some reason. Of so course. Is that canon? Listen, if people... <laughs> of course it is. It's Listen, all numerous plans. Okay, if, if there's a bunch of higher-ups that are okay with letting that MLB game on this platform looking the way it does, there's no excuse. If you can get No Man's Sky, if you can get Doom Eternal to run on the Nintendo Switch, there's absolutely no excuse to not have like a proper Kingdom's Heart, Kingdom Hearts 2 port. Yeah. No excuse. <clears throat> yeah, that's crazy. Because you could literally just sell Kingdom Hearts 2. Just Kingdom Hearts 2, yeah. nothing else. You, they are just selling Kingdom Hearts 2. You can buy all the games separately on the Nintendo eShop, they said. No, but you can buy 1.5 and 2.5 Remix, which, again, are all actually three games bundled per thing that you buy. It's, so it's very confusing. Uh, how to buy Kingdom Hearts is now about as confusing as how to play the games. I was just about to make that exact same joke. <laughs> All right, moving on from Kingdom Hearts. Klonoa oh, Fantasy Reverie yeah. is coming back. Yeah. Is remakes of a couple of the games, the, uh, the Fantasy Reverie series. Let's get remaked. There's two of them. Looks good. I don't have a lot of opinions about this because I never really played Klonoa. So. Me either. I always heard they were good. Yeah, I I do love me those old school platformers. That this looks very almost Crash Bandicoot styled. So it was like a two point five D. I think the original like on the yeah. PS one or whatever was like a two point five D sort of situation. I'm excited to try it out. Looks yeah. very fun. Hopefully it's not too pricey when it comes around. I think that could be a big stopping point for a lot of people. Yeah, uh, had a great color palette. Really like the the bright visuals and everything that we saw going on. That's about all I got for it. Anyone else got anything about Klonoa? No, not really. All right, great. Good to know Klonoa didn't kill anyone's dog. Moving on. <laughs> Portal. But you know who did kill someone's dog? Portal on the Switch. <laughs> Portal Companion Collection includes Portal 1 and 2. Are you glass? <laughs> it's Portal 1 and 2. It has all the multiplayer elements of Portal 2, including split screen. It looks like it's running great. Valve does their homework when it comes to that, so I assume this game's going to run well. I mean, the uh, game's style, too, just fits being able to be ported because it's so clean and GM. Yeah, I mean, GM. Valve is working on the yeah. Steam Deck, so I'm sure they have a lot of knowledge about how to optimize for a mobile platform now. So, yeah, I, I think this is going to be a good port. Great games. If you've never played Portal, Portal 2, absolutely fantastic puzzle games. Classics. Yeah. Yep. For good reason. Yeah. Pick them up. They, they, they deserve to be on literally everything that this it, portal will eventually get the doom treatment where people are playing it on like heart monitors and hospitals on their number two ticonderoga pencil i can't binary uh, code into the graphite and it's red when i turn it in my hand <laughs> all right moving on live alive we have a pronunciation, finally. Well, I don't <laughs> know how years. to say it because it was Japan locked forever. I thought it was going to be live a life or live alive or live a life. Li li mm. 
all of those used to be the case. <laughs> yeah, nobody knew how to say this. It's live alive. Before We've got an official pronunciation now. Um, it, a lot of people thought it was live evil because the the second live is like reversed. It's very silly. Uh, they are doing an HD 2D remake of Live Alive, mm-hmm. and it's in, in English. The, um, we can play this, it now. I believe this was the um the 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 pixel art game that I was saying. You know, this this looks good yeah. very nice because of the the nice saturated color palette it has a ton of color, which is was a lot of the problem with Octopath Travelers. It's what we've been asking for whenever Uh-oh, we bring we're up in Brown Town. A lot of color, less bloom, looks great. Uh, the pixel art looks excellent as well. Yeah. This game, from my knowledge, having not played it, but having heard about it a lot in JRPG circles, because this game is kind of like legendary in some areas of people who play translated games, uh, is kind of a proto-Octopath Traveler. It's like a clear inspiration. Yeah. Because it's the same people that are doing this remaster too, right? Yeah. So. Yep. And I, I do I know this. it does have a story that comes together, and like you're not just playing separate characters. Yeah. Huh. So. I, I would... I, I wonder if, because they say you can play them in any order you want, I wonder yep. if it's going to be the same thing where it's, okay, you pick this one character, now you have to pick someone who's next to them. The wonderful thing is that they're all self-contained two to three hour stories for all the individual characters. Yeah. And once I, you play them all, then you can use as many as you want at like an eighth story or whatever. I look forward to using, to, to playing Space Ball Man's story. Yes. And all, all the, all the like stories are like different too. Like the different time uh, periods. At different time periods and different like gameplay mechanics like the one that's uh i think like modern day ish is just like straight up just like fighting tournament there's no exploration yeah. it's just battles just just beat them uh, up and then the yeah. the edo samurai one was that was a, a 2d platformer yeah that has stealth elements in it yeah yeah i don't know if it's actually going to be a 2d platformer in the game from what oh. we saw but it be a cutscene, yeah. The cutscene made it look like it could have some 2D platforming, which I would love if that they actually put that into the remake. Mm-hmm. So, mm. yeah, looks great. Moving on, Nintendo Switch Sports. Cool. <laughs> da, 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 I think a lot of people are really happy about this. And I, I distinctly remember Wyatt and I watching this and just being... I expected to be surprised when Nintendo Switch Sports happened, and I just kind of like sat there and mellow. It's been Flatline. too long. I'm I'm going yeah. to hit I'm going to hit them with the Columbo sword or however you pronounce it. And and it's not it's no surprise that they would want to do another one because Wii Sports obviously went over very very well. But part of the reason it did is because it was like one of the only things to play on the Wii. At it was the a pack-in yeah. game too. It was free with yeah. the console. And and not to say that it wasn't fun because it was a lot of fun, but a lot of the reason it's so iconic in the way that it is is because it was a pack-in game. It's something that everyone who owned a Wii had, which means everyone owned it because everyone yeah. owned a Wii. Everyone has Uno. It's everyone my, has like three. <laughs> my, my, my dad is like regular adult man and just does not play video games. But when I was a kid, he was the guy who put like hundreds of hours into Wii Golf because it was just the thing that we had yep. and he loves golf and it's close to playing golf because you can swing the thing and this it's so um, weird because some of the sports are coming after launch too we don't have like golf, golf. <laughs> it's really yeah weird. so and also <sighs> they go ahead they but. showed they showed 
badminton, which even in real life is worse tennis, and they showed <laughs> volleyball, which in game looks like worse tennis. It just looks I... slow and boring, and they have tennis also. So why would you package in two worse versions of one of the best games that's already there? That those badminton and volleyball don't need to be there. Tell, tell you what, Brett. In real life, I love hitting around the old shuttlecock. <laughs> it was bound to happen. <laughs> I mean, and we did get to see two grown Nintendo executives. Yeah, we did. <laughs> go. Which is so somehow very enthusiastic and unenthusiastic at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. As it always is when they do that, which is great. I loved it. It was a great segment of them playing a match of volleyball that looked so utterly ridiculous. Well, we have a presentation to get back to now, don't we? Oh, yes. That's enough gaming for now. <laughs> God, I completely forgot we're in the middle of a presentation and we're, we're just playing this game together like friends. I, I totally forgot. Middle of this, this pre-recorded presentation. I love, I love how the, the developer who came in, he... he exits the call by shooting it's up into the air. <laughs> yep. They're like, they're like, hold up, guys. This isn't weird enough yet. Let's have it's, a fly yeah. off the screen. Oh. This isn't mildly saw... unsettling enough. Nintendo knows exactly what they're doing, and I love that. Yes, for sure. 100% they knew this is, was ridiculous. Um, yeah, we do know this game's not full price. It's $40, so Thank God. that's better. I... This is a hard ask to, for a lot of people to pick up, I think, just because of the mm -hmm. fact that it's so late after release. That... For me, like, for me and the people I was watching with, it was like, oh my god, new Nintendo sports game that looks like the Wii Sports logo? Alright, alright, we're going in, and then in the second they show that the characters aren't Mii's, it's, I'm no, gone. The, you they, lost me. The, are they canonically not Mii's, or are they Mii's that look new and just They're very bad? E either way, I don't want them. They're not Mies. And they show, like, normal-looking Mies at the end when the devs are playing, and it's like, okay, this is better. You, you should have started with that and just kept that. Part yeah. of the charm is just having the stupid create a character within the funny limitations that Mies gave you play, like, baseball together. I, I don't know why we got these, like, weird, like, like, kitty free-to-play MMO-looking weird characters. I, I hate them. They're not real. Get them out of here. All right. Yeah. On that note, let's move on from Nintendo Switch Sports to Taiko no Tatsujin Rhythm Festival. This is the Taiko's the drumming arcade game that's very, very popular in Japan. Uh, we're getting a port of Rhythm Festival. It's I've played the other Taiko game on Switch, which is very fun. Uh, great song selection. You're getting 70 plus songs in this game when it launches. And you can do a monthly subscription for 500 more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No thanks. <laughs> They're taking the Just Dance route. I mean, mm -hmm. I do think this is, in the end, a lot cheaper for someone that wants to play this game occasionally and have access to a lot of songs they probably really like. Because yeah, uh, those good. licensed songs for Taitsujin are usually things like anime openings. You get a lot of songs that are very popular yeah. in the West. Megalovania, um, Breath of the Wild. Yeah. The Undertale music I, is inside the regular game. So I do want to cool. say, this is not an excuse to not have a Switch Rhythm Heaven port. This I is hard also agree. A true this is a true hard fact. agree. Hey, we got WarioWare. It could happen. We Please. could get Rhythm Heaven. Uh, maybe that'll be the Switch Pro bundle game. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> oh, yeah. I suppose. Hey, if you like Taiko, you'll probably like this. It is just. It doesn't compare to playing the actual arcade cabinet with the drumsticks. It's a lot more fun. No. Oh my God! No, that way. it could never. 
All right. Triangle strategy. Not project triangle strategy. Triangles. Just triangle they strategy. Got, they got rid of one word. They did. They, they truncated it. Yeah. All right. I'm over the name now. I'm, I, <laughs> Is that Brett said he would leave. Someone we'll complained about it. So. <laughs> I do have that in my notes. If I hear someone say the name sucks one more time, I'm going to go ballistic. <laughs> Is that all we're saying about the game? I, here, I'll one? say, Mame, uh, you could do better. Yeah. <laughs> That's all probably. I'll say for it. <laughs> uh, I do think this looks very fun to me. I love my strategy RPGs. Uh, the like concept of it Brown being... Again. We are in Browntown again, which I don't like, but I can deal with that if the game is good. Because uh, I think the combat animations look really good. The actual like, sprites are great. The in... The idea of having the strategy RPG that is very much about like choosing three sides, Fire Emblem Three Houses, proved that works extremely well. So I'm excited to see it in a frame where it looks like this is more about an actual conflict happening in a nation and not the like school stuff that was the start of Fire Emblem before you got to the good part at the end. So <laughs> I, when everyone's grown up and then firing arrows from the back of a dragon. Yeah, I, I think this looks like it's going to be more of a political drama in terms of uh, like interesting things that can happen and choices that have consequences. So I'm excited to see where it goes. But we'll see when it comes out. I don't know. I'm kind of overseeing it in directs because we saw it a lot. The demo has already been out. Games. Yeah. All right. Cuphead, delicious last course. I see what they did there and I like it. Looks good. It's more Cuphead. Yeah. With a Game reviewer is going to have a real rough time with this. <laughs> As always. Alright. Moving on to Metroid Dread. It's getting Dread and, and Rookie modes. Yeah. For for people who are very good and very bad at the game. There's an update <laughs> for you. And for game journalists. They get their own <laughs> mode now so they can play the game. Hey, I'm all for it with Metroid Dread because I do think the fun of Metroid Dread is not necessarily in the difficulty even though I'm not going to be using either of these modes if I go back to play it again, but um, I, I think for people that need the assist, rookie mode's probably a good thing. Uh, dread mode, I'm sure somebody will speedrun this game on dread mode and I'll be very impressed. It's not going to be me. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what it's there for. <laughs> for it's pretty almost, much everyone to say that. In almost every case, I am a fan of like having you know having your main game and then having a mode off to the side that's more designed for new players. Like I don't, mm -hmm. especially if you, if you know, if you focus on like the experience that your fans want and then a, maybe a rookie mode comes out a couple months after launch or something like in this case, I, yeah. I'm always a fan of that because it's more people being introduced to your game that then may want to go back someday and do that original, you know, uh, yeah, difficulty yeah. or mode or something. Important. Especially... Metro Dread is also, Metroid's a game that a lot of children play. It's a game that is for a much wider audience than a game like Dark Souls probably is aimed for. So I think the difficulty argument here is a lot different than the difficulty argument yeah. for something like Dark Souls. So Definitely. I'm all for them, including these extra modes. Then we got the big reveal. Earthbound and Earthbound oh. Beginnings. Nintendo Switch Online. Finally, you can play Earthbound in a way that isn't a pain on your switch thank god now we just need the second one and then eventually mother, mother three, three. <laughs> please 
do it, Please, Nintendo, you cowards. God. Oh, I'm looking forward to playing this game. I think it's going to be a fun time. For for an, a NES game, I think it looks incredibly good. So holds up very well. Yeah. And very I think a lot of people will be too. into this. Yeah. Yeah. Great story. This is for all of people that don't know, heavy inspiration for uh Undertale was from Earthbound. So if you like Undertale, yep. you're probably going to like Earthbound. It's very fun. All right, moving on. Zombie Army 4 Dead War. I don't know how this game looks like it's running so well. I hope that trailer was switch footage. It's, it's putting MLB and, and the Ezio collection to yeah. absolute shame right now. Yeah. Absolute shame. I but I'm I was stunned when I saw this and it looked like it was keeping a consistent frame rate. That was the part that really shocked me. So yeah. Yeah, I, I'm excited to see this on the Switch. I'm I wouldn't choose to play it there, but People that don't have another option and want their zombie shooting fun, it'll be there, waiting for you. Hopefully, with a decent frame rate and not being cloud based. For those of you that aren't sick of zombies yet. Yep. All right. Moving on to one of the like surprise hits of this director me was Getsu Fuma Den. That looks Undying Moon. Beautiful. It's a sequel to a game that came out like thirty years ago. Japan what? only. Nintendo Entertainment System game. Uh, really cool art style platformer. It's a roguelike, so you're going around and you do repeat runs. Uh, it's all based on I forget the name of the the paintings, but the the Japanese painting style. Yeah. Uh, very beautiful. Looks great. Yeah, it looks super I, cool. I oh, it's absolutely beautiful. I don't know why it looks more satisfying to fight as than it does the bosses for me, at least. It looks very action-based, and I think that tends to work really well when you're, like, slashing through hordes of things. Yeah. The, it's, it, maybe it was just the size of the boss that they showed off in the clip, because it's, it's more fun to go up against people my size in a, yeah. in a uh, platformer. Um, I think this looks great. It's been out on uh, Steam for a while now in oh, Early Access, yeah. which I did not know until yesterday, and I'm I am not sure how this game was not plastered all over the Steam store as and, soon as it uh, went on early yeah. access because it looks gorgeous. So, as soon yeah. as I saw the, the the big guy on the the box box art, I guess promotional art, um, it, it reminded me of Ghost Stories, and now I want to watch that series again. <laughs> oh, it's excellent! Um, it is relatively well received on Steam so far. Let me say what the review percentage is sitting at. Very positive. So. Yeah, I, th I think you're in a good point if you want to get that game. It Shadow Play, or not Shadow Play, <laughs> Shadow launched out of nowhere. They gave us a Shadow Drop. So, get Sufuma Den. You can go play it on your Switch now. All right. Then we saw a rapid fire bit of a couple of games uh, Demon yeah, Slayer, Hinokami. Yeah, it's already out. It's People like it, I guess. It's the anime game. Uh, the CyberConnect 2 makes good games. The the rapid fire of those couple of games was very jarring. It, it felt like they kind of got added last minute. It was what it seemed. Ran like out of time. They, they needed to fill like thirty seconds. I'm like, okay, let's just throw these three games in here. What do we got? Mm -hmm. Throw it in there. So yeah, Demon Slayer coming there. This game's been out on other platforms for a while. Uh, Lego Brawls. Yo, <laughs> yo, <laughs> what? This to me was I... the thing I saw. I was like, why is this in the rapid fire thing and not? 
an important you're, highlighted. You're acting like people aren't gonna care about a Lego brawler, like a Lego, yeah. like Smash Brothers game. Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's a great idea. It definitely deserves more than five seconds of of footage to at least get people interested. You know? Yeah. Because yeah. with 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 how little they showed, like, all right, it's a Lego fighter. Do I? Do I get to build stages? Do I get to build anything? What are, no. are we doing? Only like like it doesn't like, look like it. It's it's yeah. It, you, you just can't tell what's going on, and there's no like that. Okay, uh, yeah. next thing. From, I feel like there's gonna be a lot of showed, yeah. From what they showed, all it looks like okay, it's Smash, but for people who don't like Nintendo on a Nintendo console. On a Nintendo console. <laughs> so you have like there's a couple of good Smash clones out now. You have the Nickelodeon. Smash clone, which Isn't has good been Smash well received. Yeah, Are we I, forgetting about Brawlhalla? Brawlhalla, you say that, but Brawlhalla is doing very well for itself. No, um, it is. It is. So I think there's a couple of good options. Lego Brawls, to me, the, the potential there in the crossover, right, of you can have, if you actually manage to finagle it, so you could have, like, Harry Potter characters, Star Wars characters, uh, Marvel Lego characters, movie characters, Batman, you know? Ah. All these Lego licensed things that, that exist, I would love that. No way that that's going to be in this game, right? Yeah. It, uh, we didn't see anything that looked licensed. It looks like it's all if, original Lego minifigures, which still fun. Mm -hmm. I'm not if sold. If Traveler's Tales did this game, then... There, yeah, there'd be some character yeah. at least. So we'll see. Two Point Campus. Okay. Two Point Campus. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. We, we know very little about this game. Hopefully it runs well. We then get the news that Mario Kart 8 is getting a booster pass included if you get the Nintendo Switch Online Expansion Pack. Uh, it's included with that. It's going to double the amount of tracks in Mario Kart 8 over the next yeah. uh, year and a half or so. It is 48 remastered <laughs> tracks from old games. They look 48? beautiful. They do. 48, they're releasing in waves of 8 at a time. Oh my god! I think the first wave is in March, so... Uh, yeah, I, this is doubling the amount of tracks in the game. Looks excellent. Looking to forward any, to playing these. To any developer out there wondering how you can make your one game last for as long <laughs> as humanly possible, yeah. this is it! Mario Kart 8 is, is still on the yes. top sellers list, like, every month. That is yep. a sinful glut of tracks. It's so much. Like oh, this, the thing is, even like, if you oh. don't have the online thing, only twenty five bucks for all of them. Yeah, and so, I think this very reasonable people were price. People have been wow. rightfully complaining about the value of that online pass being so expensive and not having that much on it. I think this being there just automatically makes it worth it. If they keep this up with their other if games, they, yeah, it will be so much better. Like a much easier pill to swallow, value wise. For sure. Yeah. All right. Our final announcement. Be You're still my Ryan. beating heart. <laughs> Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is launching this year. I see. It's in you, September. You have, that, you have a character that fights with chakrams. That's cool. Uh, yeah, that, that was in Xenoblade Chronicles 2 as oh. well. Uh huh. We've had that for a while. Uh, behind on the times. And the interesting thing with this game so Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is not a direct sequel to one, it's in the same universe, but it is like in the future, it's disassociated from what is happening in one. You can totally play it without playing one. Three is not that way. Uh, they have said that three, while it is meant to be welcoming to newcomers, is going to be a game that 
follows up on the stories from one and two and tries to tie them together into a Ooh. finale thing. So they want their cake and, and they want to eat it too because they're continuing stories. We're like, that's nah, people. Come on in. Well, what they're probably doing, I'm betting they're going to take the JRPG route of explaining some of what's going on. Same thing Assassin's Creed does, right? Where you, you explain the general concepts of what's happening. But you're starting with characters that are not from the other games. Uh, I would doubt that you're going to get any characters from other games in your party or anything. But if you know what you're looking for and you look, watch the trailer, you can spot a few people that are probably from Xenoblade Chronicles 1, a few people that are probably from Xenoblade Chronicles 2. So you can spot them. We know this is in the future from both those games because you can tell like the characters that you can spot from Xenoblade Chronicles 1 and 2 that are there are the races that are very long-lived. Uh, so we get the sense that this is a couple hundred years or something in the future, or maybe just like a decade, a couple decades at least. So I would doubt we're going to see Shulk and whatnot again. But It's, it's five years in the future, but everyone from the past <laughs> but everyone just aged up a horrible accident. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, don't question it, it's fine. It's yeah, fine. I, I'm very curious what's going to be happening here. Uh, Mitsuda is doing the soundtrack for this. Yes, Inori Mitsuda, excellent composer. So, excited to see what is coming out when this comes out, you know? It's, it's got a lot of hype around it, and I think, hopefully, fingers crossed the gameplay's good. Because Xenoblade is one of those franchises that changes the gameplay every time. So, I would, I'm hoping they land in a nice middle ground that is more enjoyable than 1 and 2 are on their own. Because 1 and 2, while the gameplay's not bad, there are some stumbling points of 1 takes a really long time to get going, and then 2 is really bad at the start, but then gets really good halfway through, then gets overcomplicated at the end. So, Yikes. <laughs> and it's, these are like 100-hour games, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, a, uh, that's a compliment sandwich. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'll say I think if you are into JRPGs, both Xenoblade games are must-plays, right? Uh, so far, they're both very, very good. Two's story is a little bit weaker than one's, but it, it's not to a degree where the game is unenjoyable. And I wouldn't say the game is a bad story. It's just one was so good that, yeah, yeah. in comparison, two is a little harder to be like a, that was excellent, even though it is, I think, still a very good story. All right, we talked about everything in the Nintendo Direct. I want to get overall thoughts from everyone. How are we feeling? I think this was a strong direct. I, I even if, for me, a lot of these, <clears throat> a lot of these games are from franchises that I'm not personally attached to. Anyway, I can recognize that they mean a lot to a lot of people, and so I I can recognize that it was a very strong showing. I think overall, yeah, a lot of variety sure. here, which I, yeah, I think yeah, is really just... important. Um, and I think if you're a Nintendo fan, you got Kirby. If you're a fan of JRPGs, you got Xenoblade and Live Alive. Uh, if you're a fan of third-party stuff, maybe a little bit left in the dust with MLB The Show. But... If you're a fan of baseball games, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. You'll yeah. have your day someday, man. <laughs> I think the general Switch audience is going to be more excited about Nintendo Switch sports than we are. Uh, that would be an, yeah. a guess that I'm going to put out in that I think a lot of like families and whatnot will be very happy to have that game. Um so I think there's a lot of stuff here that looks very good. And it, of course it had mech games. And everyone loves yeah. a good mech game. So, it's so hopefully they're good. Yeah, you never know. This Switch Sports could be the new generation of 
I'm, I'm not sure how, but a, a someone who is a parent in this day and age, not being introduced to video games until now, and then they see um, volleyball <laughs> on, on the or Switch. 600 or, hours into volleyball in their free time. <laughs> or, or, or badminton. You know, you know how you know, some people just love that shuttlecock. Stop! <laughs> on the get around. You already made that on joke! On Nintendo podcast. Doing it again! <laughs> All right. I do it's think a sports implement <laughs> Nintendo. If they do not have a bundled Switch that comes out with Nintendo Switch Sports that is like Wii yeah. themed and all white, mm-hmm. they are losing so much money. That is For sure, yeah. lost potential. I don't think right they're going there. to because I feel like they would have done that with the release with the announcement. So do I. So I think. So yeah, they're not going to do it. And if they don't Might do it, well. I feel like they're losing so many potential sales. Might as well throw minus soldier out the window. Hey, maybe they will actually make Nintendo Switch Sports the tie-in game for the Switch Pro. Oh boy! <laughs> I mean, they already have the the white themed uh, Switch OLED now, right? So That's I guess true. they all they already did. Yeah, that, just but... bundle the two. Yeah, be great. <laughs> all right, Brett, you you wrote a note here. I did to leave you time <laughs> to get mad at Nintendo fans. In parentheses, this is not toxic, I promise. Okay. And I'm going to try my best. Because after at the, the the direct happened and it was it was good. I, I before before the podcast started, I, I mentioned to Ryan, I think this is probably in memory, this is probably at least for me and the people I was watching with, this is the probably the best direct that I can I can think of. Because usually for me, I I I'm almost always because I don't have a switch, I don't have a huge attachment to a lot of uh, Nintendo things, especially with what they're doing with some of them now. Um, so I'm I'm mostly in the seat of the guy who's just like, oh yeah, I'm I'm happy for my friends that they get to have a cool game, and I'm glad that I got to see them be happy. That's that's fun, and I got to see what's what's going on in, in the gameoverse in the gamer sphere. Uh, but not, probably probably nothing that I'm gonna play. And the one thing that is a Brett game is gonna end up on Steam in like a month anyway, probably. Waiting for the butt. This th- this this is the this is the positive butt. We have a positive butt. Ooh. Um, that, that I was I was watching this and I was just like genuinely like oh my god I can't believe this is happening this is really cool we're getting some cool square like deep cuts as was mentioned that are just being brought back and remastered or ported again like this is like and they're they're, they're weird ones that like signify that maybe Square's thinking about doing that with some other games that have not had ports in a while which is awesome there's just so much to be happy about and from the things that I I, I didn't you know I don't have an attachment to Strikers but like I said. My friends are freaking out. They're so happy for this new Strikers game. I have not played a Xenoblade game yet, but I want to, and I know those games are great, and I have a huge amount of respect for Monolith Soft and uh, Tetsuya Takahashi. With he's, he's finally gotten his big break. And I just, I just gotta say, on the Xenoblade thing, the reason that we have Xenoblade in the first place is because Nintendo fans in America begged and pleaded and annoyed the crap <laughs> out of nintendo so i i i watched uh uh someone someone's uh like top 50 games video or whatever because i like their channel and and when when it came to xenoblade chronicles he was mentioning every single day i would call the nintendo office at least once every single day i would email nintendo twice a week i would mail letters to nintendo <laughs> hq as part of what is like Operation Rainfall or whatever it was called, to bring what? Xenoblade Chronicles and bring Last Story and bring uh, the other game that nobody cares about anymore to 
American Wii so that people can play it because people wanted to play these games. And now I have a feeling, it, I just get this feeling that these, because I've seen so many reactions because my, my YouTube recommends have just been flooded of all these, like, it's like like, like the, the soy Wojaks that are like, oh, oh, <laughs> Nintendo, oh, and then their, their mouth is like huge. It's just like covering the screen with this red circle of Nintendo Direct. And it's just like, yep. worst Direct I've ever seen. No good games in Nintendo Direct. And I watch it, and I'm just like, th these people are going, like, crazy for all the things. And then Xenoblade comes up, and it's like, oh. Well, for all of us normal people, I, we don't care about that. Or all these other things. I, I just want Mario Strikers. And it's like... What normal person wants Mario Strikers? <laughs> I mean, but... This, what, uh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> there's an air, an air, at least with the content creators, which I know is a small but loud portion of every community. It's they kind of, like, creators. vocalize the community to the developers a lot of the yes. time. So if they're in a rage, it's going to seem like the entire community is in a rage. Well, and the exactly. other thing, too, is that it's just, like, a bad attitude. Because, like I said, it it's like, there's a lot of properties here that I'm not familiar with, that I have no attachment to, but I respect that there are a lot of deep cuts and it's a lot of things that people care about and and i'm really happy for those people it doesn't make me mad that all these things are coming out that i don't know it's like i'm happy for you guys it's, it's just exactly. the wrong attitude yeah, maybe one into. day why you'll play it will be the show 22 and realize <laughs> you were missing out all along exactly you finally and, get it just like everyone else said and you know what there is there even is a small bit of excitement for me where it's like okay i'm not really like into what was shown but if I ever want to try it, there's now you a can. platform that's readily available to me exactly. that I can without having to do some stupid garbage. You know what I mean? Exactly. And that's a really good thing because a lot of new people are, are going to find these uh, like really deep cut, like, you know, sort of left of the dial stuff. I pointed to my right, but that's besides the point. Left of the <laughs> dial stuff. And, yeah. and that's great. That's, that's always a good thing. I think you should keep an eye out on a Xenoblade sale, Wyatt, of the first game. Because I think you might yeah. like the first game. The second game, don't play because I know you will despise it. <laughs> <laughs> I know that a donkey video is almost never a good like no. representation of a game. <laughs> but that Xenoblade 2 video was so funny. And I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. Xenoblade oh, 2's go story is very good uh, once it gets rolling. But the character designs are something I don't think anyone ever got over. <laughs> Oh God! Justifiably You're wacky, so. to say the least. <laughs> that uh, the, what what is, what is she? Fourteen? Oh no, she's like a mortal. Yeah, she's some kind of okay. She's okay. a weapon. Oh, she's not like a real person. <laughs> okay, I, I think there's an age heart, attached. There's, there's no reason for a weapon for a to have that. <laughs> it's very confusing. Just Japan, you like you like drop a controller or an expensive electronic on the floor and you're not sure if you broke it that's what just happened to my heart okay. yeah what's well, the thing the game never oh, addresses shit. and it, for reference we're talking about like pyra mithra's costume right yeah it's it's rough uh the game Are never the addresses it stored there what <laughs> i don't know what's going on uh so i think it is a case of just maybe the designers were a little bit overzealous because like in a game like bayonetta the costume plays into the narrative, right? It is an important yes. part of the character's identity. In Xenoblade 2, it is not. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a difference between fan service that's just fan service and fan service that's actually a part of the character. And Especially because that wasn't really service. present in Xenoblade 1, which I, I think is or, the big comparison point. 
Yeah, or any of Monolith or uh Takahashi's other games, really. Or Xenoblade 3. From what we've seen of the 3 stuff, none of that is carrying over, which I'm very happy about. Um, So yeah, I I do think why it might get some enjoyment out of Xenoblade 1's narrative, because I think it would appeal to a lot of what you like. But... Actually, I think the remake is mostly voiced. You might be fine. I love how just Ryan knows exactly what I am. And he's got a list. Like. He's, I'm like thinking, just, how much knows. voice acting is in that game? Most of it is voice acting. Just, okay. He knows. <laughs> so I'm waiting. I'm not going to get Elden Ring at launch. But if Ryan's like, yo, Wyatt, you're probably going to like Elden Ring. I'll probably get it because he's I have no qualms saying Wyatt is not going to like Elden Ring if it comes out and he's yeah. not going to like it. Because, because he knows what I like at this point, you know? So he'll he'll try some some weird stuff that I'm like, whatever. And then he's like, why? If you like, it's like, all right. I'll put it this way. Xenoblade 1 is a very good entry JRPG for someone who hasn't played them before because it starts out mechanically very understandable. It gets gradually more complicated. And there's a lot of the the anime crap that other games have is not in Xenoblade 1. Uh, At least not to a degree that is very jarring. And it'll ha- okay. you'll maybe see like one thing in the story occasionally that'll pop up, but it'll be like it'll be a thing that's it, in a side quest I'm or over it's, very quickly. It's turn based? Nope. Or oh. real time. Yeah. It's real that, time. That's the that's the biggest thing for me. <laughs> Xenoblade one is weird. It's it's almost MMO esque. Okay. But, but that makes it sound worse than it is. Okay. Uh, it's hard to place it in a correct in the correct way. Xenoblade 2's okay. combat gets better than one's is by default, but two is also hits the point where at the start it's the slowest thing I've ever played and at the end it is too fast and if I don't optimize everything I can't beat the final boss. Oh, so I think it's better now, but it, at That's launch weird. there was some weird number stuff going on with how things would interact and you had to be very careful, especially because what characters you got were RNG. <laughs> oh. <So>. <laughs> <laughs> A little rough. All right, with that, we're done with the episode. It's time for shout-outs. We, we went all the way. Uh, I'm going to shout-out. Getsu Fumiden is an interesting roguelike. There's another roguelike that I found out when I was looking up Getsu Fumiden that was just recommended on the Steam page called uh, Source of Madness. Yeah! <laughs> it's that's, that's AI-generated cool art in a Lovecraftian horror game with like partly oh. AI-generated enemies. It looks so cool. Super oh, interesting. If anyone watches the uh, YouTube channel uh, Iron Pineapple, he had it in a video yep. recently. Oh, is it the, the um, latest Souls like thing? Yes. That he did? Oh. Yeah. Oh. I haven't seen the newest one, but. With the, with the really one, good. one D make? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Lots of cool Souls like things on the horizon. All right. Who's next? I'll go. Um, so, Boba Fett, the show finished up recently. Um, had its finale. I don't like it that much. Sorry, Star Wars fans. It represents everything I hate about Star Wars. But, but, but. the end theme, the end credits theme for the very last episode <laughs> is hilarious. <laughs> they just play like a Rage Against the Machine song or something. Oh, no. Or... Oh, Brett. I want to show you after after we log after we're it, we're done because it's it's, it's amazing. It is it is glorious. <laughs> it's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Anyway, please. Who is next? 
I'll, uh, so much confidence out. in that. <laughs> I guess. Um, <laughs> shout out to me about to go mouthful mode on a sandwich I have in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> mouthful mode is the new sicko mode meme. <laughs> <laughs> God, I hate that. <laughs> All right, I I uh, shout out to um, Violet Evergarden. I it is a show that is pretty short. I think it's like thirteen oh. episodes. I just I we we me and a friend watched the show itself and then the movie and the OV, the OVA a while ago, and we watched the because it ends on on like a two hour and twenty minute movie, and I was just like, oh yeah. Kyoani's got good animation for a show. This is going to be amazing for a movie. It's probably one of the most beautiful movies I've ever seen in my life. And for the entire last 45 minutes, I I was like ugly crying <laughs> because oh, it no. was so emotionally intense. It was really good. I need to watch Violet Evergarden. It's been on my list for far too long. Yeah, it's fantastic. All right. With that, we've hit the end of the show. As always, Tuesday morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Time. See you next week. We're getting close to the, the big one hundo. Two more weeks left. Yeah. Almost this, this there. Is my, this is we my so excited. <laughs> this is my gang sign for mouthful mode. Oh god. <laughs> what are you eating a subway sandwich there, buddy? <laughs> <laughs>